Welcome to the Green Money Talks podcast, a series hosted by Green Money founder Cliff Feigenbaum with guests from the world of sustainable business and impact investing. Green Money is the award-winning e-journal that has published news and information about sustainable business and impact investing since 1992. This podcast features Cliff interviewing Seth Goldman, the co-founder of Honest Tea and now executive chairman of Beyond Meat. This episode is the first of three parts of their wide-ranging fireside chat held at the SRI conference in November 2019. Now, on to the conversation. Good afternoon. I'm Cliff Feigenbaum, and I'm the founder and publisher of the Green Money Journal. Excitedly, I'd have to say, joining me is Seth Goldman, one of the rock stars of our industry, I'd say, is the co-founder and CEO of Honest Tea. He also is the executive chairman of Beyond Meat. Honest Tea is one of the most interesting companies I have come across in, through my time of publishing over the 27 years with Green Money Journal, because it is now the nation's top-selling bottled organic and fair trade tea. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, it was acquired by Coca-Cola for, you know, one reason was distribution of the reach that Coca-Cola has around the world. And Honest Tea and Honest Kids drinks are now distributed in 150,000 stores and restaurants around the world. That is an amazing growth. Then Seth's other job is with Beyond Meat, which is, of course, a company you've probably heard of. It is a fast-growing uh, company in the uh, plant-based protein arena. This is like a homecoming uh, because I, before I launched Honest Tea, I worked at Calvert. And so it's really fun to um, be back in this community and, and to see how we've each uh, evolved, but also to see how this movement has expanded as well its reach and its, its impact. And uh, it's especially exciting because even though I know we've been toiling in the fields for a few decades now, I feel like we are just at the moment where we're breaking into a much broader scale of impact. So that journey is something I did want to talk about because I think I've known you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, days of Calvert yeah. and through Honesty and, and now with Beyond Meat. Give us a little bit of the inside story of how you chose to leave Calvert and, yeah. and start this small organic yeah. tea company. Well, it was a funny conversation because I, I did love working at Calvert. It, it was a good company to work for. It was growing. I was involved. I was in charge of the marketing and the sales for the socially responsible portfolio, and so um, I enjoyed the work. I, I believed in the work. But I had an entrepreneurial itch, and I was really just looking for what was the right idea that I could get excited about. And um, it hit me, actually, after I, I went uh, to New York City on behalf of Calvert to present to a bunch of institutional investors about socially responsible investing. And uh, after the presentation, I went for a run, and after, uh, this was in, in New York, so I went to Central Park, and after the run, I went to a just a cafe to try to buy a drink to quench my thirst. And I said, there's nothing in this cooler. And I was with a friend of mine. He said, well, what do you mean? There's dozens of hundreds of drinks. I said, they're all the same. They all have 100 calories. They're all high fructose corn syrup. 
um, no one's making a drink that's less sweet. And I said, I don't know anything about the beverage industry, but I think I'm willing to give this a try. And I started, you know, Honesty out of my house a few months later with five thermoses and an empty Snapple bottle. And I brewed the tea in my kitchen and presented wow. it to a Whole Foods buyer and uh, sold him on the, on the concept. And, and he ordered 15,000 bottles, which was a little terrifying because we literally had never only made it in the kitchen. Um, but we, that's how we got started in, in Whole Foods, and we just grew from there. That's amazing. How did, um, how did the relationship with Coca-Cola start? So we were growing in the natural channel, and we became the best-selling team in the natural foods industry, and we were getting inquiries from mainstream channels. We were getting inquiries from you know, Target and Safeway. They wanted the product, um, but we didn't have the distribution to reach them. And so we got to this cross point, turning point as a company, which is, and I think this will be an, an analogy a lot of people in the audience will relate to is, you know, do we, do we stay pure and only focus on our core market, which would be the natural channel, or do we really think what we're doing is important and it needs to be scaled? And our point of view was, it was never our goal just to sell healthy drinks to healthy people. Um, that if we really wanted to have impact, we needed to democratize this product. We needed to make it available wherever beverages are sold, not just in the coasts, not just in the, in the health food stores. And at the same time, Coca-Cola was going through their own transition point where they saw consumers evolving. They saw there was a whole group of um, retail outlets that they weren't reaching. And um, so they had just created a group called the Venturing and Emerging Brands Unit, uh, which reached out to us and said, we're interested. They initially said, we, uh, would you be interested in working with us? And I said, well, if working with you means an investment, yes. If it means selling to you, no, uh, because this is too early. It's too early in our development. So they came in as a minority investor for three years, and that was actually a, the right model. They'd never done that before. Their normal habit was just to buy it outright. But right. that was the right model, because we kept control of the brand, and we scaled the brand. Uh, with Coca-Cola, and Coke invested in Honesty in 2008, and here we are 11 years later, and I'm still involved in the business because um, we have found, we both agree that it makes sense to have the entrepreneurs still engaged in this enterprise. Well, I'd have to say that it was a controversial, I think I said that right, mm -hmm. controversial decision at the time. Mm -hmm. I know that I thought, what is Seth doing? Coca-Cola, you yeah. know? And I didn't really get it. And I, you know, so I said, would you write us an article about it? Right. And you did. And I read the article and I thought, I kind of get it, but I don't really get it. But what changed was I was somewhere in my travels at a conference somewhere and came across a Coke vending machine. And I look inside and there is an honest tea. Nice. And I'm like, Wow, there it is, sitting next to a Coca-Cola is an honesty, a true choice for consumers. And so I started looking around at every grocery store I'd go to or everywhere I'd, I'd end up, I'd see if there's an honesty option. And sure enough, there it is. Any Coke machine, I'd make a little venture to go see. And, and I was like, ah, that's it. Yeah, that was really the goal. I mean, you know, to, to make these available um, wherever drinks can be sold and also at an accessible price point. And one of the neatest things that happened um, just about two years ago was that Honest Kids, which is our organic kids drink, got picked up by McDonald's. And we went in at the exact same price point as the, the product they had previously. 
Um, the, the drink they had previously was 80 calories. Honest Kids is 35 calories. So um, you have a 45 calorie differential. We've sold over 200 million units, which means collectively, you know, Honest Tea, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's have removed about a billion empty calories from the American diet. And we start to get people, thank you, that's an yeah. <laughs> and, and we start to um, it's introduce people to organics earlier. Um, and so, and then it, what's also been fun is we've launched Honest Tea now around the world. So I was just in Europe last month and to see the, um, the first fair trade product, fair trade certified product Coca-Cola has ever distributed in Europe uh, under our brand is, is, is gratifying. So um, it's, 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 you know, I'd say it's still a journey. We're still on it. But the reason that I um, continue to feel good about it is because the, the, the key parts of our brand, what's important about it, the less sweet, organic, and fair trade, those are all objective criteria. And the reason that's important is because if I just say it's healthy, it's natural, and it's socially conscious, that's somebody's interpretation. What I mean by that is I can't say this is organic unless we have a third-party USDA you know, inspector. We can't say it's fair trade certified unless we have somebody inspecting the gardens, looking at the streams of cash to make sure we're paying, investing back in these communities. So if we imagine a world you know, 10 years from now or whenever when I'm not connected to it, that criteria still is my expectation helping to keep the brand honest, and that, that's important. You've been listening to part one of a conversation with Cliff Feigenbaum, founder of Green Money Journal, and Seth Goldman, co-founder of Honest Tea and executive chairman of Beyond Meat. In part two, Goldman explains how partnering with big companies and large amounts of capital helps take healthy food to the mainstream. In part three, Goldman describes how Beyond Meat is leading a revolution in food while preserving natural resources. For more information, go to greenmoney.com. This podcast is produced by Greenland Communications. Music by Frederick Reed. 